Hey, welcome to Channel Mom. We're so glad to have you today. We really are here for you, Mom. There is a ton of media out there. And most of it, I don't think, remembers the mother and remembers to lift up the mom and help the mom and advise the mom and cheerlead the mom. And that is why we are here. But we're here really for the whole family. And today, boy, do we have a topic for you. I have been wanting to do this topic for years because it is very divisive and very controversial. But we can find a place of resolution and peace in my estimation. We have a very brave mom with us today who is going to talk to us about the issue of, how do I want to put it, Uh, having raised your children in a Christian home with a certain set of values and maybe a certain worldview, and you find out when that child is almost an adult that that child looks upon themselves as somebody who has a same-sex attraction. In other words, they're gay or lesbian. What are we to do in the Christian community, let alone what folks do in the non-Christian community? Now, a lot of people want to stereotype us, and that's one reason that we've brought my friend Lori Wildenberg on today. She's an author. She has been writing about instructing your children and raising your children with Christian principles for years. So this issue was a surprise to her. But she has tackled it, and you might be very surprised with where she has landed. Because come on, folks, this is allowed, this particular topic has allowed the secular world to stereotype Christians as haters and bigots and as people who are intolerant and unloving, not anything like the picture of Christ. So today's conversation is going to deal with all of that and what you are to do if you find yourself with a relative or a child or a niece or a nephew, somebody in your family who has declared themselves lesbian or gay, how our friend Lori would suggest that you begin to regard this. She's going to tell us her story, and then she's going to tell us how it landed, how, it, how it's ended so far, at least at this point, and uh, what, how she would advise others in her position. So... Thanks so much for joining Channel Mom today. I do want to remind you we're everywhere. We're multimedia so that moms can tune in anywhere, anytime uh, on demand. We're on the internet, channelmom.com. You can come see clips of this show and past shows with lots of people that you would know to give you great advice and encouragement. Famous people, guys from Duck Dynasty, the Duggars from 19 Kids and Counting, Ruth Graham, Billy Graham's daughter, uh, Dr. Emerson Egerich, all kinds of folks you would know with great advice, but also folks you wouldn't know who have equally good advice for the mother and also for parenting. We don't just focus on parenting, but today that's what we're going to do. So let me tell you a little bit about Lori Wildenberg. She is the author, co-author with Becky Danielson of Raising Little Kids with Big Love and also her second book, Raising Big Kids with supernatural love, really important stuff. Uh, Raising big kids is the one I focused on because I have a preteen and a teenager. And man, is it full of great advice. Just really sound good advice. Very easy to read. Uh, she's, she's a very good author. So she's written a number of books now and, and maybe working on a third book. Also the mother of four children, three girls and one boy. And we're so blessed to have Lori Wildenberg with us here today on Channel Mom to tell us her story. Welcome, well, Lori. Jenny, thanks so much. Thanks for having me here. And I am actually excited to tell our story. It's um, it's a little bit on the unique side. Yeah. And uh, I never thought that this would be a story that I would be telling. I was good with doing all the parenting things. And then the Lord, through 
the same-sex attraction into the mix, and now he has me speaking on that as well. Yeah, you. when I first met you, you said, I did not ask to be the spokesperson for this particular <laughs> issue. No, you know? it's true. Let me talk about potty training exactly. and curfews, right? Yeah, this is not an easy issue. Um, however, I think that you were chosen for a reason because you have a unique heart and a surprising answer to all of this, which I think some folks are going to mm-hmm. find surprising. Um, let's focus on this segment, and then we have a second segment where we can focus on tips and and how um, the particular child that we're talking about is dealing with all of this. Um, tell us your story and how you found out that one of your children had a same-sex attraction. Just because of a little background about why you have four kids. Well, we all know how that happens, but <laughs> but you do have some adoption as well. So go ahead and tell folks your story. So our first child we um, adopted down in Columbia, and this is the child that struggles with the same-sex attraction. And you had asked me at one point, Jenny, how is the adoption parenting different from parenting biological kids? Mm-hmm. And I would say the love, all that is all the same. Um, what I wished I'd known when our daughter was younger was that um, her need for control and her need for security were way bigger than my biological kids. Now, did you adopt your first child because you were having infertility issues? Yes. Yes. Um, Yet, we always thought adoption would be part of our family plan. Our plan was to adopt our fourth. God's plan was for us to adopt our first. And let's be honest with people. I know you well enough to say... You really struggled with the infertility thing and, and kind of argued with God, like, really, why can't I have a baby? Uh, but then finally you came to peace and thought, all right, I guess we're going to adopt. He showed us in a, actually a number of supernatural ways that adoption was to be first, not last in our family. Okay. So you are raising babies. You happen to be a, a follower of God and raising your children with Christian principles. You're writing books about it. You're teaching parenting classes. Okay. <laughs> and and you're the real deal. You're this cute little Christian mom with four beautiful children and you're raising people with Christian principles. And then you get hit with this. Tell folks what happened. You train up your kids in the way they should go and you sort of expect God's going to do his part and have them go on the path that you, you think that they ought to go on. Mm-hmm. And um, when our girl was younger, she was watching Sesame Street. And we had a few moments where I knew they were God moments that I needed to pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. And she, she wanted to know which one of the characters were girls. And the only one that was was the boring Prairie Dawn. All the interesting characters were boys. And all the ones that had all kinds of power were boys. And for an adopted child, power is big. So I noticed that the Lord made this very evident to me that this is going to be something in her life. So I began. That she's going to seek after power. Seek after power. To make herself feel. that masculine role was very interesting to her. Okay. And so I started praying against that. And I thought that praying against it was the thing that would stop it. But maybe the Lord was giving me a heads up so that when we came to her struggles during her pubescent years and then high school and college, that it wouldn't happen. But the Lord prepared me. So I was already researching and looking into how can I respond to my child in this particular situation with a struggle that she doesn't want and that she didn't ask for. And when we came, when I came across, she, she fought this for years. Okay. So I want to interrupt you for a second. 
first of all, folks who are not Christians may not understand why this is a struggle at all for either of us to be addressing this. They say, okay, whatever, the, the child's gay or lesbian, don't you just accept that and move on and go to their wedding and, you know, yippee ki it's all good. Um, first of all, no judgment here on this show. We don't say that, ga- that gay people or lesbians are, are worse than regular people. It's, it's not about that. It is about um, certain things biblically that we think say that that lifestyle is not the uh, the best lifestyle or the acceptable lifestyle. However, never ever say shouldn't love, shouldn't accept. We're all sinners. We all have these you know problems of various sorts. This is how you regarded that. Is this mm-hmm. is a problem? Okay, we only have about five minutes left in the segment. Tell me when she told you and what your reaction was. Well, she didn't actually tell me. I came across some information on Facebook, and she was in her sophomore year of college. Um, I went to her dorm, drove a couple of hours, went to her dorm, and took her and her friend, who was her girlfriend, out for breakfast because I wanted to know who had captured my daughter's heart. Mm -hmm. And I wanted not to like this girl. I loved her. Mm -hmm. And um, following that breakfast, my daughter and I went for a walk, And I knew she was uncomfortable, and I knew that she was wondering if I knew. So I saved her the pain of breaking the ice, and I said, we know what's going on with you and your friend, and we want you to know that we love you. And she burst into tears, and she said that she thought that we would disown her. All these lies were in her head that uh, we would reject her, Mm -hmm. and of course not. And we told her that what was going on with her and her friend was between her and the Lord, and she needed to research and decide what is going to be the best relationship, God's best for her. And we left it there. Okay. So you're raising her in a certain way. You follow the Bible, so you don't think that the gay lifestyle is one that is the right way to go. Uh your daughter knows this. She's afraid to tell you. She's afraid you're going to disown her. You love her and you happen to love the girl that she likes. Uh, how does your daughter view this? Does she view it as a sin? How does she view it when she realizes that she's got this kind of attraction? She's been all over the place with how she views it. Um, right now, how she might view it, um, she may say, because now she's at a place where she's deciding whether or not she's embracing it again. She's gone a lot of different ways. But right now, that's probably where she would say she is. And what she might say is, well, there are alcoholic Christians. How about gay Christians? And everybody struggles with something. And Mm -hmm. I even think of David in the Bible. He put what he was doing in its own little compartment, and it wasn't until Nathan confronted him with this that he actually recognized it. So I don't think it's so unusual when we don't, move our sin into our spiritual life and reconcile that. So in some ways, uh, she views it as such. Now, we're going to return and we're going to talk about how you have treated it, how you've learned to love in the middle of this surprise in the Christian walk, uh, how you would advise other people, and what you're up against when it comes to the world. We'll be right back with Channel Mom in this very important topic when we return.